going to be an amazing morning. Father, we just thank you um, for this time where we can just have this conversation with each other and with your Holy Spirit, that you'll divide um, bone and marrow, that you'll divide spirit and soul, that, Lord God, that you'll speak to every heart, Lord God, um, this morning as we um, dive into your word. Father, we give you this moment, we give you our hearts, we even give you our focus and our attention because we want to walk out of here, change, revive, renewed, and on fire for you like we've, like the first time we met you. We give you honor and glory in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. It's always good to be in the house, eh? I honestly count it a privilege every time I get to come and um, talk with you. Um, but also I get a bit um, scared, if, if I can um, say scared or fear, I don't know. Um, because um, the one thing when you speak to the church or any person that when you preach is that God holds you accountable for what you say. Even you as individuals, even if you're not on a platform like this, but you're on a platform somewhere. And God will keep you accountable with what you say to others. It's so important for us to examine ourselves because God will pull it up on the day of judgment day and say, hey, remember you said this? <laughs> remember you did this? And um, um, this morning I want to talk to us about um, something that was put on my heart, and it's called purposeful attention. Purposeful attention. And I, I just pray that throughout this conversation that we have today, that um, you'll stay in attention to what God is saying and not be distracted by your neighbor or a kid or, or something that's happening in the atmosphere. Because um, when I was looking at articles going through like what it means as a human being to stay attentive to something, it's, there's a lot of stuff happening when you're pay, paying attention to somebody. I may be looking at Pastor Center right now, but I, I am also aware of things around me. Our brain and our mind is wide like that. We can focus on one thing, but a lot of things can happen around us. And we can lose attention really fast. And sometimes we put attention to things that are not purposeful. Come on, we're having a conversation with one another. I need you guys to talk to me. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because it's a season of Christmas and we put a lot of attention to a tree that never had any significance. How can we give like, this is not putting you off because I give my son gifts all the time, even on Christmas. But how can we give gifts to each other when the person who hung on a tree never got a gift from us? You, you, we, think about it. It's his birthday. But we receive gifts. <laughs> Have you ever been to a birthday where you receive a gift? Like it's your birthday, my birthday. I've never... I've never gone to someone's birthday and they give me a gift. But for Christmas, we do this and it's okay. It's there's nothing bad about it. Um, but we lose, the, we lose focus. We lose attention on what actually really matters. Jesus Christ matters. Are you, are you guys all right? Do you believe that Jesus Christ matters? And I pray that as we go through this, that, um, that you'll see the areas that you're not putting purposeful attention to. And that um, 
you walk out here inspired, even if you just grab one thing. Are you guys all right? So I'm going to start. The, the world that we live in is fighting for our attention. The world that we live in is fighting for our attention. If you go back into Genesis 1, 2, and 3, it was all about us and God. As soon as the, um, the enemy came, the devil who came to Eve, he did something incredible. He gave, um, he gave, gave Eve something else to look at. Think about it. Because God says that we're, we're made in His image, so we were like God. And the thing that um, the enemy put imposed to Eve is that you'll become like God when she was already God. He made, him, he, he made her lose focus, lose attention to what really matters. It's happened to the beginning. That, that from the beginning of time is that we lost attention, we lost focus. And the world that we live in is fighting for our attention. Everything around us is always trying to grab hold of it. And it may be your kids, it may be your workplace, it may be um, your neighbor, it may be situations or circumstances that you're going through, but everything that you're going through right now and the way we live, everything's trying to grab a hold of our attention. Are you guys all right? I want to share some thoughts. The enemy knows if he can get our attention, he can get our focus. Let me say this again. If the enemy knows, if he gets our attention, he gets our focus. Before you can focus on something, it needs to grab your attention. When you actually hone into focus, it needs to grab your attention. And the enemy is good at grabbing Christians' attention to not focus on the Father. Are you guys all right? Purposeful attention. The thing is, attention precedes focus. So attention, before, before focus is actually happening, before we can focus, I'm focusing on Fabian right now, but before I'm focusing on him, I have to intentionally give him attention to start focusing. Now I'm focusing on Fabian, I can see everybody, but everybody's blurry because I'm focused. You guys all right? And attention precedes focus. So meaning before we focus on something specific, it first needs our attention. And I want to ask us this question. Who or what are you, is you uh, who or what is, uh, who or what has your attention? Who or what has your attention? Because if it's not who, it's what has your attention. That what could be your circumstances. That what, what could be your problems. That what could be your job. That what could be your money. That what could be your possessions. Are you guys all right? And I put some thoughts like this. The reason why God is not a priority for many people is because their attention is on somewhere else. Think about it. Before someone becomes saved or ask God to come into their life, God has to get their attention. Think about it. When you got saved, what happened? You can put it down to, oh, God met me, but he grabbed your attention. As soon as he got your attention, he got you to focus. And you blocked out everybody and you didn't care. You're just like, it's just me and God right now. The reason why tithing is not a priority for Christians is because their attention is somewhere else. And in this season, their attention's on gifts. The reason why gathering of saints, this moment here, is not a priority for many Christians is because their attention is on a game that they want to go to. 
You guys are right? There's uh, something else they have to do. But that's not purposeful attention. The reason why many Christians don't live renewed day by day, because you know God's called us to live renewed day by day, that he's got new mercies for us each and every day, but many Christians don't live in new mercies every day because their attention's elsewhere. Oh, I'm struggling, Lord, I just feel like you're not here with me. Actually, he is. It's just your attention and focus is somewhere else. God has called us to be renewed day by day, but it requires each and every one of us to fix our eyes, to fix our attention onto Him. And you might be thinking, oh, Jordan, where does it say it? It says in Hebrews 12. This is what it says in Hebrews 12, the first part of it. It says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Fixing our eyes, fixing our attention on Him. Who is the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Do you know each and every one of us are pioneers? Because if we're made in the image of God and He pioneered from the beginning, we're called to pioneer. I don't know if you know the significance of that, but you can go to uncharted waters if you wanted to. You can do something amazing for the kingdom of God that no one else has ever, ever done because God's put a pioneer spirit in each and every one of us. So fixing our eyes on Jesus requires... Our what? Attention. You guys are right? It requires our attention. In 2 Corinthians 4.16, it says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we'll be wasting away, getting old or whatever you want to put it to, but yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Maybe you've gone through a tragedy. Maybe you've gone through, um, going through a struggle or a hard time. How do you not lose heart? Have you ever thought about that? You're going through a moment in life where it's, it's, it's so tragic. You're going through such a hard time. And the Bible says, don't lose heart. Imagine if you're going through something right now and you just have a conversation and say, hey, Pastor, man, I'm just struggling, you know, I'm, 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 I'm dealing with this and this. And they say, just don't lose heart. How would you feel? <laughs> but the Bible's saying this. They say, don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. How do we not lose heart? The only answer is Jesus. It seems like, like something real out there, but the answer is Jesus. But it requires us to fix our attention on Him so that we could see Jesus. Are you guys all right? The reason, like, Peter gets a lot of flack. Peter gets a lot of flack because he denied him three times. He, he gets a lot of flack because he started sinking on the, on the water when God called, not Peter, but called the disciples out from the boat. Let's make that real men, like mention right now. God never called Peter to come out of the boat. All he said was come, which was inviting everybody on the boat to come out. Okay? So always remember that because everyone says Peter was caught out of the boat. He wasn't caught out of the boat. He didn't say come, Peter. He just said come. That come was an invitation for each and every one of us to step out of the boat. And the reason why he could step out of the boat is because his attention was on Jesus. As soon as he lost focus, as soon as he lost attention, he started sinking. Many of us, we walk life and we stay fixed on Jesus. We're like looking at him, God, you have my attention. But then suddenly we're like Peter who look away because we get distracted. Our attention gets distracted by the things of this world, Amen. by our neighbor, by our fa family members. It's a true statement. 
It might be your best friend or it might be your workplace trying to take your attention off God, making you work more hours because you think it's important, but it's not because your attention is not on him, it's on you. From reflecting over my life and what I've seen in my walk with Christ, we put, we put attention on things that don't really matter. Have you ever done that? You put attention on things that actually don't matter? I'm sure every person in this room has put, on, uh, put their attention on things that actually don't matter. And it starts draining you and draining you and draining you and draining you. When we go through stuff, God never says, look at our problems. But for some reason, for our attention straight, straight away looks at the problems that we go through rather than the perfecter of our faith. Think about it. Have you ever gone through a struggle where you didn't look to Jesus first, but you looked at your problem and how you could see, sort it out? Or how could, or um, if it's got a financial problem, oh, what bank will give me a loan to sort this out? Am I talking to anybody? We put our attention on things that don't even matter. We put more attention on things of this earth than the things of heaven. Hear me out. The church in general, not just hills, the church in general. I've been hearing, I've been hearing it in Lower Hutt, especially in Wellington, in New Zealand, they're saying the church is rising up. The church is like, the church is stronger than ever. I don't think this church is stronger than ever because our attentions are on a lot of stuff that don't actually matter. I think we're in the beginning on the, on the, on the edge of something great as a church in general, like churches together. But we haven't reached it yet because a, a lot of our, the church in as a whole, has got its attention on other things other than Jesus. Because we could be so stuck in programs and churches that actually don't even matter. The best program we can put people to is Jesus. The other programs in our church, like man-to-man, lift, connect groups, are so important. But if that's all who we are, then it doesn't matter. Our attention through connect groups, our attention through our man-to-man lift of worship team should be Jesus. And that just doesn't apply to the church in general. It applies to us as individuals. Where are we putting our attention? Are we being purposeful with our attention? I want to just keep explaining it so you guys can understand. Is that we, need our, we as people need to identify where we're putting our attention. Um, Colossians 3. Let's read this. It says, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. The, the meaning of attention means this, the act of applying your mind to something. The act of applying your mind to something. Can we go back to the verse in Colossians? What does it say? Set your what? Minds or set your attention on things above, not on earthly things. It means you need to be purposeful with where you put your attention. Man, I've done so much research. I even asked Pastor D to send me um, like research that scientists and that have done about attention. And it's all well and good. 
and they talk about these four different attentions, like selective attention. Um, there's um, not discarded. Um, something that separates attention. Like there's four types of separations in, that we face every day. But when I was reading it, I was like, oh, that's awesome. But what about the godly intention? The God aspect to that. Because that's all talking about my human aspects and what my mind just naturally does. But there's an attention that is God placed. Are you guys all right? There's a, God's put in us. The spirit, a spirit that's so strong and so mighty that no matter what situation that we face, it starts looking upon him. That's the spirit that we have inside of us. Are you guys all right? So the question I'm going to keep asking, where are you putting your attention? And if it's not on the things above, then it's the thing of, the, of this earth. If your attention is more on circumstances, if your attention is more on the earthly things like money, your home, your mortgage, blah, blah, blah. If your attention's always on that, your attention's never on heavenly things. We need to be purposeful on where we put our attention. And the thing is, it seems that this world that we live in, God needs to compete with our attention. God should not compete with our attention. We should naturally, when we're saved and born again, we should naturally give all ourselves to Him. But for some reason, and me included, is that we don't give all ourselves to Him, especially our attention. We give Him our attention when we go through hard times. We give our attention when we need Him. But when things are going well, our attention seems to be lacking. Are you guys all right? We need to be purposeful in our attention in good times and bad times. And the thing is, when I look around, when I look at myself and I look at the world that we live in, is that God's competing for our attention. Do you know our God's name is Jealous? Seems so weird. Our God's name is Jealous. And He's a jealous God. Jealous, not in a way like we see jealous, but jealous in a way that he's impassioned for something that he created for. You might not see it, but it's, it's in Scripture, Exodus 34, 14. It says, For you shall not worship any other God. For the Lord God, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous or impassioned God, demanding what is rightfully and uniquely His. You know when your attention's on earthly things, he's jealous for it. When we're not paying attention to his ways or paying attention to what he's saying, he's jealous for it. Because he's like, would you just listen to me? How many of you have been through the circumstance that you did something opposite that you knew God said not to do? And he's like, this is God. Every time I do something that I shouldn't be doing and God, I know God told me not to do it, but I do the opposite of what he asked me to do, he's always like, do you know I'm jealous? Would you just give me your attention so I can change your world? He's saying it and he's given it to, he's given this invitation to each and every one of us saying, can you just give me attention so I can change your life? A lot of Christians don't live a changed life because they don't give attention to the Father. Jesus is the best example where he gave attention to the Father every single day. I think it's only mentioned two or three times in Scripture we went away with the Father, but I know for a fact that He went away more than three times with the Father. Where it's recorded in Scripture, 
It's only mentioned like two, three times where he's gone away to pray with the Father. But he would have prayed with the Father at early age. He was in the temple when he was 12. I would have said he was there. He was speaking to the Father even at that age. But he gave constant attention. And every time he gave attention to the Father, the Father gave attention to everything that he was doing. That's the only reason why God will move. God moved with Jesus on earth when he gave him attention. And that's why he lived the transformed life. Every person that he touched was healed. Every, every crowd that he'd gone into, sickness was gone. It's because the first thing he did was give an attention to the Father. He was purposeful in his attention. Are you guys all right? What or who has your attention? We need to identify it. I understand life has its ups and downs. Do you agree? Life has its ups and downs. We can't, we can't take that away. If you're living and breathing, we have its ups and downs. I understand that something, some things are out of control, out of our control. Do you know, everyone has been through it? There's things in your life that just you can't help, but it just happens. Are you guys all right? I understand pain isn't comfortable. Who knows that? Pain isn't comfortable, but it's also necessary for process. Process of growth. I understand things don't always make sense. How many knows that? Not everything makes sense. How many know that um, when hardship comes, the last thing you think, want to think about is God? He's usually the second thing that you'll think about. But as soon as hardship comes, the first thing you like, you just, whoa, whoa. And then God. But it's not, when I, from my experience, it's never, oh God, this. Now I'm straight to God. But before, man, I never went to God first. Maybe that's you this morning. I understand that God seems not present in your circumstances at time. Who feels that sometimes? You go through circumstances and God feels so far away from you that you don't even feel Him present. But the Word of God is clear. The Word of God is clear in Colossians to set our minds on the things above. It's not just set our minds on things above in times that we feel like it. Even in the times we don't feel like it, we need to set our minds on things above. God has a purpose for each and every one of us. And I'm excited to see how that unfolds in your life when you give Him attention. It's not just a one-time event. How many of you know when we give attention to God, it's an everyday habit? Think about it. It's an everyday habit. For example, like I can give you this example. Um, I've been waking up every morning, 5.15 a.m. 5.15 a.m. I wake up. 6 o'clock, I leave the house. I go for a walk. I do a 3, 4K walk and come back. And in that 3, 4K, I'm real intentional on in what I do. In that time frame, like literally in that time frame, I listen to a podcast that grows me as a person. And then I start worshiping on my way back. So I walk, to a, I walk from my place all the way to the hut. And then I, I, I'm listening to something that grows me. I'm, I'm putting my attention on God. I'm just going, God, just feed me. And just I just want to know you more. So I do that all the way there. And then when I go from the hut, I walk back and I start putting worship music on. And I start praying from all the way from the hut back to my house. Why am I doing that? I'm not only creating good habits for my life, but I'm also putting my attention on him. I start my day, like if my dad sees me, I always see him when I come back that he's up and then Judah's up, is that I come back and I'm so refreshed, but not just refreshed from the walk, but I'm giving all attention to him. I'm starting my day. I'm Lord, I'm fixing my eyes on you because as soon as I fix my eyes on him at the start of my day, the rest of the day is easy. So many people 
can't fix their eyes on Jesus during the day is because it's not the first thing they do. They wake up. I listen to a pastor. He's like, so many people wake up in the morning and the first thing they grab is their phone, not the Bible. The first thing that they look at is Facebook or Instagram or something. And this generation is struggling to even know God because the first thing they want to pick up is their phone. Not the word. Nothing about the word. Nothing about God. And it's not just the generation like, the, like my age. It's actually every generation across. Even older people, man. Some older people know the phone better than me. They're really good at it. And I, I remember when the pastor said that, that's when I started my walks. When I started my walks, I told my wife, I was like, I just heard this pastor, Pastor Devin Franklin. He's like, everyone's touching their phones the first thing they do. As soon as I heard that, I got a conviction. And I was like, okay, God, from tomorrow onwards, I want to walk every morning and I want to spend time with you and put all my attention onto you. You know how you pray without, uh, without ceasing? That's how you pray without ceasing. It's by first focusing, first putting your attention on Him. You know, throughout for the rest of my day, every day, I'm always focused on God. It seems real weird and it seems like I'm perfect, but I'm not. I do get distracted. I do, my, I do wonder with my brain, but in my spirit, I'm fixed. I'm fixed. Like I'm fixed on Him because I purposely put my attention on Him first. You know, when God says, give your first, like your tithe, give your first to Him, that first is not just money. That first is your time. That first is your mind. That first is everything about you. It's more than tithe when we give to God. It's our lives. We have to give our first. But for some reason, we give Him our last. It's the end of the day that we do. Like we spend time with God. Oh God, we'll do it at the end of the day. You know, I'll give you my leftovers. I call it my leftovers. Like when I come home from work, the one thing that I don't want to do with Judah is give him my leftovers. Because he doesn't deserve my leftovers. Even God doesn't deserve our leftovers from the day. That's why it's so important to be purposeful in our attention to him. Are we all right? I wrote some thoughts when I was walking this morning. That's um, about this, but it's not even part of, my, uh, part of what I'm speaking about this morning. But what you give attention to can influence you. What you give attention to can influence you. The lack of attention or focus will influence you to sit down and do nothing. The lack of, the lack of attention, the lack of just not focusing on God, it will make you stay stagnant and not grow. And if you're, if you're in this place under the sound of my voice and you're living a life currently right now and you're saying, God, I feel so stagnant. I feel like I'm not moving. Then you need to look at where's your attention. These are just thoughts. Um, purposeful attention will influence you on purposeful purpose. When we purposely place our attention to God, it creates purpose within us. Are you guys all right? I need, I need you guys to talk to me. Uh, the meaning that when you place your attention on purposeful things, that not only influences you, it influences everyone around you. So every morning when I wake up in the morning, I purposefully put my attention on the Father so that everything that I do afterwards is with purpose. Are you all right? John 4. Everyone knows the story about John 4, the Samaritan woman? If you actually look at the story, if you actually look at all the stories that Jesus, um, that Jesus did in the Gospels, you'll notice that he gives attention first. 
In John 4, it talks about a Samaritan woman um, at the well, and the disciples were going ahead to get food, and Jesus was just relaxing by the well, and a, a certain woman, a Samaritan woman, who he shouldn't be talking to, who he shouldn't be sitting down with, he starts giving her attention. He starts giving her attention. But do you know previously about um, Jesus, he only does what the Father says to, to do and only like does what the Father tells him to do. He didn't just sit at the well without purpose. He didn't give attention to the certain woman, the Samaritan woman, without purpose. He purposefully gave attention to her because he gave attention to the Father first. He didn't do that because he wanted to. He did that because his father told him to. You guys are right. Like if you look at the stories of Jesus, everything he does was because of the father. Not because of his own wants and what he wanted to do. He did it because the father told him to do it, which means he had to place attention on the father to know what the father was saying. I need, I need us to understand attention is so big because as soon as you lose your attention, you start losing focus. As soon as you lose focus, you start wavering. Because God says, fix our eyes on Him. It's so important to fix our eyes on Him, to set our minds to the things of above. But we can't set our minds on things above if we're still looking at things down here on earth. And you know what happened when Jesus... When I was thinking about it, I was just having a conversation with God walking back home. And I was having a conversation with him about this attention that he gave her, this purposeful attention. He set his mind right on her, and she's like, you shouldn't be talking to me. Where's your, where's your bucket? How are you going to get water? What's this water you're talking about? And he starts going through this process of healing in her. You know what happened when after that? This is what happened. He unlocked her very potential and gifting because it's his attention to the Father. You know what happens when we stay attentive to the Holy Spirit? Is that we start unlocking the people's giftings and potential around us. That's the power of attention. When we have attention on the Father constantly, God will allow you to unlock the potential in someone else. Think about it. You're not here on earth just to do you. You're here on earth to influence somebody else. You're here on earth to unlock someone else's potential. I'm not just Jamaica's husband just because I'm the husband. I'm the husband to unlock the potential in her. She's not just my wife. My wife is supposed to unlock the potential within me. When you look at your neighbor, when you go to connect groups, connect groups are so important. You know why? Because you unlock each other's potential. But that's only if you give attention to the Father. Are you guys all right? So there's two things your attention can have. Your attention can have purpose or your attention can wander. These are the two things I've faced throughout ministry and throughout my life is that my attention used to wander a lot. But you know how God says to bring every thought to captivity under the name of Jesus Christ? That's your attention. 
every, everything you're giving attention, give it to God so that he, he can refocus you. So your attention can have purpose or your attention can just wander. Can I just encourage us today to choose to stamp our attention with purpose and just not let it wander? You know they're, they're saying, go with the flow? I don't believe in it. I used to say it a lot, just go with the flow. doesn't even exist. Go with the Holy Spirit. It's more like it. But for some reason, Christians, the church, just goes with the flow, thinking, oh, Holy Spirit will turn up. Oh, yeah, we'll just rely on Holy Spirit. But they actually don't give attention to Him. So can I encourage us today to stamp our attention with purpose so that everything that we do, that we fix our eyes on Jesus, that before we do something in our family's life, we fix our eyes on Jesus, before we make a decision about maybe a circumstance that we may be going through, to fix our eyes on Jesus, to give Him attention. Because the more we give Him attention, the more He gives us attention. When my son's around me, if he's giving me attention... Man, I give a lot of attention to him. And especially when Jamaica's away, I give him a lot of attention. I take him to shops. I let him buy toys. I let him go crazy. And she comes back and says, why are you doing that? Because I'm giving him attention. <laughs> but the more I give my son attention, he gives me more. The father works the same. He moves more in my life now than ever because I give him more attention. I'm not, more, I'm not focused on circumstance anymore. Man, we used to be worried about money. I'm not even worried about money anymore. Like, all these things that actually don't matter. Money doesn't matter. Like, even though we want to buy a home, it doesn't, it's not even my gaze. I don't even, it doesn't even matter. It will just happen. You know why? Because I'm fixing my eyes on him. The things that you want to unlock in your life, give him attention, and he'll start unlocking things for you. Matthew 6, 31 to 33. This is good. So don't worry saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? How many of you guys worry about that? My wife knows I'm a skinge. Like, I, I, I just don't buy clothes. That She forces me to buy clothes. I just can't be bothered. I'd rather buy on technology, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> but this, is, this, is, this is God saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. If, the heavenly fa- if our Heavenly Father knows what we need, why are we giving a lot of attention to our needs? When we go through stuff, we give so much attention to our needs that we forget we've got a Father who will supply all our needs. It's not being purposeful with our attention because the more we put our attention on needs, the more we need. But when we put our attention on the supplier of our need, you'll notice that you'll forget about your need and God will just supply. But then it goes on to say, but seek first his kingdom. Give first attention to his kingdom. The question I want to ask when you wake up in the morning, do you seek first the kingdom or do you seek first your phone or do you seek first your Facebook? Or how many likes you get. I'm not saying those are bad. Like, I check my Facebook all the time. My Instagram all the time. All the social media stuff, I check all the time. But the first thing I do in the morning, I never touch my phone in that area. 
This is the only recent habit that I've started because God really convicted me on my attention. Facebook doesn't matter. Social media doesn't matter. Playing PS4 doesn't matter. Yeah. Fishing doesn't matter. Golf doesn't matter. <laughs> if you actually put it in perspective of heavenly things, all those things don't matter. You can have all the money in the world. You can have everything and be so successful. But if you don't have Jesus, you have nothing. So the question I want to ask us, are we seeking first his kingdom or are we seeking first the earthly things? What are we paying attention to? So Jesus says, don't worry saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after that. He's saying, even the non-Christians don't even ask those questions. They just, just, they just go on with life. But for some reason, we ask it. We ask the question. But he says, your heavenly Father knows what you need. But, this is a big but, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. I'm a living testimony of God's goodness. It's not because I have a title in this church. It's not because my parents are pastors. It's because of God. A lot of people say, oh, because you're your pastor or your pastor's kid. Yeah, you, like, they see it for past kids and pastors and leaders. But you know what? God's goodness can reign in all of our lives. There's no title. There's, no, there's nothing. We're all equal in the kingdom of God. When we go to heaven, you're not going to go say, hey, Pastor Jordan, doesn't apply. You'll be too busy worshiping God. <laughs> you'll, be too, be, you'll be too like oh, in awe of his glory to worry about someone's name. We need to look at what we're giving attention to. We need to ask that question, God, am I actually seeking first your kingdom? Maybe I'm giving first in my tithe. But am I giving first in my time? Am I giving first in my mind? Because it's great. Like one thing about um, my family, like just not me in Jamaica, but my my parents, is that we're hard workers, and we could work twenty four seven easy. But the one thing I notice, especially with my parents growing up, is that they gave God first. They seek first the kingdom. It was so evident. I remember it like so clear today that I was just a little brat when I was a kid, never realizing who God was until I started discovering who he was. And I could work, like I can go home and start working more and more and more, but I, just because I work more in the church doesn't mean I'm seeking first his kingdom. Think about it. Just because I work in the church doesn't mean I'm seeking first his kingdom. And I had to really come to terms with that last year. Is that, yeah, Jordan, that's great. You're working in the church. Cool. You're doing all the programs. Yeah, sweet as. But are you seeking first my kingdom? At the moment, you're just seeking first my uh, programs. You're just, you're just doing, putting your attention to so much other things other than me. Maybe, maybe not, it's not church stuff, but it may be sports. It may be possessions, it may be family, it may be, I don't know, just whatever, just think about it. What am I actually giving my attention to? And am I, am I seeking first the kingdom? And if I'm not, God, realign me today. 
realign me today. That's all we can ask God to realign me. You know what? He will realign you if you choose to. So I want to encourage us this morning. Let your attention have purpose and don't let it wander. I know you'll get distracted during the day. Like I get distracted during the day. If, I, if, I, um, if I'm doing something and then I hear a song, man, I'm just like into that song. I'm like the most annoying person in our office to everybody. I annoy everybody in our office. Whether they're doing serious work or not, I just annoy everybody because that's what I'm good at. Even though that happens in work, I always remember what I did in the morning and recalibrate. You guys all right? Let our attention have purpose. And if you're putting attention to things that are not purposeful or not of heaven, then get your attention off it and start fixing your eyes on Jesus. Start fixing your attention on heavenly things. And watch your life unfold in front of you into great things that God's called you to. I honestly believe that. I honestly believe that um, this church is going to be so influential, not only for Wanuimara, but for the regions around and for the nations and the nations beyond. That's what I honestly believe. And every person in this building and all the people who are coming to go in this building are going to be so influential that people are going to see Jesus through them constantly. Why? Because we're going to be a people who fix our eyes on Jesus. We're going to be people who are purposeful with our attention. You matter, I matter. But we've got to fix our eyes on Jesus. We've got to put our attention on Him. Are you guys right? So I want to leave with that. Where's your attention? And do you need to recalibrate your attention to Him? Because this may sound simple, but let me tell you, it's really hard. This might sound like, oh yeah, just fix your eyes on Jesus. Actually, it's really hard because we're fighting with our flesh at times. You're not going to be perfect. You are going to stuff up. You are going to make mistakes. And you are going to fail at times. But the beautiful thing about our God is that he's, He loves it when we make mistakes. You know why? Because when you try it and you made a mistake, He's like a dad with a young born. He's like, ah, try again. Did you ever tell your child off when they first started walking, when they keep falling? Have you ever done that? Has anyone done that? Anyone who has kids? Have you, did you tell your child when they fell over, oh, you naughty, you shouldn't have thought. <laughs> have you ever done that? <laughs> I've never done that. And I don't think any parent in this building has ever done that. Why? Because we, the failures keep teaching them. And you know what you do? You stand on the other side and you get them to fix their eyes on you. You don't get them to fix their eyes on their feet. You say, look at me, come. Come on, keep, look at me. That's what Jesus does to us every day. He's saying, just look at me. Don't worry if you stumble, just keep looking at me. Because you are going to stumble. I stumble all the time. But I just keep focused. I keep my attention on Him. And the more I do that, the less I stumble. We have this opportunity to be purposeful with our attention. It sounds simple, but it's not. It's hard work because you do it with purpose. So I want to encourage us. Why don't you get to, why don't you stamp your attention and say, God, I want to start stamping my attention with purpose. I'm not just going to let myself wonder just on random things or just let my mind wonder on things that actually don't matter. 
I'm actually going to start fixing my eyes on you. Start seeking first your kingdom and your righteousness. I want to start doing it. And I made that decision a few weeks back. And I've never looked back. We get, to, we, we, get, we get to go from glory to glory with God. Amen? We get to go from precept upon precept, level upon level. You don't go to the next level by looking down. Hello? You don't go to the next level by looking down. You look up. You look up. You want to go to the next level in your life? Pay attention up. You want to go onto the next level in your marriage? Look up. You want to go to the next level in your friendship? Look up. If you want to go to the next level of what God's trying to do in your life, look up. Not look sideways. Not look down. But look up. So I'm going to open the altar. Um, we're not going to pray for you. What we're going to do is that you're just going to come up and the prayer team will be behind you. But you want to make a declaration to yourself and to God, a personal statement, saying, God, I want to stamp my attention with purpose. I want to start living with purpose. Everything that I do, I want to put it with purpose. I don't want to be distracted by the things of this, or things of this world, but I want to stay firm in you, looking on things above, setting my minds on things above. So if that's you this morning, I just want, I want to encourage you to stand up, come to the front, and raise your hands to the heavens and look up and make that statement. So I want to open it. If not, we're just going to have a kai because I'm hungry too.